it's me, Sarah Russell, and this is the third episode of the Women's Domain podcast. This episode is all about the journey we call motherhood. So I sat down with Lucy and Rachel from our partners.digital, two mums that simultaneously love their kids and their jobs. But we chatted so much. We chatted about parenting during the pandemic, flexible working, mum guilt, and also we spoke about the stigma that some dads face being working parents too. Honestly, look, the more we spoke, the more I realised what a huge topic this is. And in a way, I feel like we only just managed to scratch the surface. So maybe I'll do some more podcasts on this in the future. Anyway, look, there are some great takeaways in this episode, and I really hope you enjoy it. So welcome, Lucy and Rachel, our friends from Dot Digital. Thank you very much for joining the Women's Domain podcast on a Tuesday evening, nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. So obviously it is Tuesday evening. One of the reasons we've done it in the evenings because uh, it is post bedtime for children. Um, and that is really what this episode uh, is about, is the motherhood, is the the challenges and the blessings and the all-round experience of being a mum and this thing we called work um, <laughs> <laughs> that we love we love the work um but I guess like to kick off let's just uh introduce ourselves a little bit so Lucy do you want to just give us a bit of background about who you are and uh what your life is right now yeah brilliant um so I'm Lucy so professionally um I am a senior customer success director at Dot Digital and been there on and off 10 years and I felt that I was very focused on my career um, until about I'd, I'd say until about 16 months ago <laughs> I've got a 16 month old son um, called Milo who is wonderful he's currently asleep um I'm not whispering because he's currently asleep I have got some help tonight but um, he's currently asleep so fingers crossed you don't hear any interruptions but yeah I've got a 16 month old son he's great he's a whirlwind um, I'm sure you both know um, it's hard work um, and yeah I'm now in the really quite interesting and different to what I thought it would be phase of working four days a week in, our, in what I would say is a fairly demanding role um, and then at half five every day switching to mum mode um, and yeah trying to try my best because as we know there's no rule book but, but trying my best to then be a good mum and yeah and and raise my son as I think he he should be so yeah that that's that's me in a nutshell. Lovely and Rachel uh, how many children do you have? So I have uh, a little boy he's three and a half called Harvey he's at a very fun age everything's white at the moment which is which is challenging um but yeah he's he's fantastic so professionally I had the customer success team for commerce at Dot Digital I've been with Dot Digital for almost 11 years now, um, in, including obviously uh, gaps around maternity leave and, and whatnot. Um, so I work with our customer success team, um, including our customer success managers, such as Lucy, who work directly with our clients. So a very kind of full on role, um, helping to, to obviously meet the business goals and objectives, but also trying to work with our team to ensure that our customers get the best possible experience. Um, so yeah, so I have a little three and a half year old Harvey, who's just super fun at the moment. He's at a really good age. Um, and I don't want to jinx it, but he's also asleep. So <laughs> fingers crossed, <laughs> fingers crossed this continues to go well. 
And yeah, I returned from maternity leave about eight weeks before the pandemic started. So, you, you know, having to relearn how to have adult conversations and use big words and count past 10 is <laughs> brought, brought its challenges of having to use my brain in different ways again to then be thrust into working from home with a just turned one year old who didn't stay still um was challenging in itself um so yeah just just working with a, a really awesome little boy who's super fun a great team of customer success managers every day um and just trying to balance being a mom being a good manager to my team, trying to deliver the best results for our customers as well. Amazing. So actually, we've all got um, quite young kids. So my youngest is, he'll be three on Friday. Um, my eldest is five, but we've all done the motherhood thing during a global pandemic. So, I mean, I, I did it pre-pandemic and it was hard enough <laughs> doing it during a pandemic. It was uh, challenging, maybe is uh, the biggest understatement I've ever said in my life. Rachel, did you actually return to work during the pandemic? And did you as well, Lucy? I'm quite lucky. I will say I'm lucky that I don't have any previous. So I, I was pregnant in lockdown and had Milo during lockdown and returned to work in lockdown and now I'm looking back into the office which is great but yeah I'm quite lucky in this respect that I don't have anything to compare um compare to I've always parented through a global pandemic which is a weird thing to say you're lucky about but I can appreciate that if you've had a different experience pre-pandemic when you can go out and and you're in the office more and maybe can be slightly more focused in that way um it it would be really challenging to then shift but yeah my entire parenting experience has been during a pandemic yeah yeah I I mean as, as much as it's tough going back to work after maternity leave I was I was so looking forward to it I you know pre-pandemic the odd day that I did work from home I didn't like it we have a very um Lucy and I both work in our Manchester office and we have a really good office a great group of people who actually make it a pleasure to go into the office so I was so excited to get back into the office just started finding my feet again you know getting dressed and out of the house at a reasonable hour um the, the usual kind of challenges um my, my son Harvey had just got used to his nursery he'd been there about eight weeks and then obviously everything shut down I was at home with a full-time job as was my husband um with a child who yeah he he just turned one so he was into absolutely everything it was really especially those first couple of months when you didn't know if it was going to be two weeks when it was a month and it was two months and it just kind of felt there was no end in sight it was it, yeah it was quite a tough return to work after maternity leave for sure so let's talk about returning to work because it's, it's quite a big issue for lots of um mums that want to go back into the workplace and their experiences will vary significantly depending on what company they work for, what industry they're in, what kind of role they have. So from your experiences, what was that return to work like? Was there a particular process you went through? Did you do the keep in touch days, all of that? I mean, how did you, you know, find your way back as it were? I think from, from my point of view, because I had been, fairly isolated for for def, definitely the first sort of three to four months of maternity leave when everything was closed and I couldn't really go anywhere 
I was really keen to um to make sure that I used quite a lot of keeping touch days that I, that I did keep my toe in the water because it had it had been quite an isolating experience being um, on mat leave in a in a pandemic. Um, I, I do have to say that I I really found Dot Digital to be incredibly supportive. Um, when I was when I was coming back to work, um, they were great in terms of offering flexible working, and and it I was quite nervous um, about. I think it's natural to be nervous, you know, am I going to be able to have the days off that I want and that I need? Am I going to be able to make it work with nursery? Um, and I was I was very lucky that I think because people like Rachel had had a baby prior to me and that there was then a precedent. Um, I think it must make all the difference if you're going back to work in a company where maybe a smaller company that that you are the first person to have a baby. I can imagine that'd be very difficult. Um, but yeah, for, for me personally, it was made easy to bookkeep in touch days. It would made easy to ask for flexible working. But I, I do think that that is because at Dot Digital, at the time I came back to work, there was a very clear precedent of this is how we help. Usually working mums come back into the workforce. And I was very lucky to experience that. I, I personally didn't use any keep in touch days. Um, and, and I think the reason for that is I, I, I kind of didn't feel the need to. I was very lucky that um, I was very close to my manager and other senior managers within Dot Digital who naturally just kept me up to speed with changes to the platform, with the company. Um, my, my team all checked in with me on a regular basis and vice versa. So I didn't necessarily feel the need to have an official um, keep in touch day. Um, but there was, you know, I was very fortunate that there was just a lot of natural conversation. Um, whereas I can completely appreciate that if that wasn't the case for, for an individual, you know, those keeping touch days are really important because it's such a huge jump to go from being at home 100% of the time to back either in the office environment or whether it be remote, but just, again, just having to engage your brain in a completely different way. You know, platforms and technologies and companies change so quickly nowadays that if you're not having a level of, of contact and interaction, you can feel really out the loop and really uncomfortable um, so I, I think, you know, keeping touch days is, is super important and I'd encourage anyone to have them. Um, you know, I did it myself. I don't take my own advice, but um, I just think it's important. You know, you don't want to detract from your maternity leave and the, the time you're enjoying with your child. But again, it just makes that ease into work that little, little bit easier, I think. It sounds like, though, that Dot Digital have quite a communicative culture, because I can imagine actually looking at it from both sides. You know, I go on maternity leave. I've not become brain dead. I just have a baby. So I'm I'm interested to know what's happening with the work that I really care about. And I'm interested to know what's going on at the office with the people I really care about and used to work with all the time. But I guess from an employer's point of view, the reason why some restrict it to just keep in touch days and what they have to do legally is that they, they feel like they're not allowed to contact you. They're not allowed to bother you, that they've got to leave you alone. But when you have a culture, what it sounds like Dot Digital have, which is quite communicative and open, you find that balance quite easily. I think we're quite lucky, aren't we, Rach, in terms of that. I think especially you and I, that with people who have become maybe part of the furniture at Dot Digital, especially in the Manchester office, we're all, we're all very good friends. So I think for me, if I was catching up with Rach, just as, as I did a lot in maternity leave, you know, asking about Milo and Harvey and how's everything going, 
it was easy to just say don't give me any detail but how's work how is everyone how's everything going you know is there any any big events anything really fun happening and and it was quite natural in that way the same with sort of other members of the team members of the sort of my direct team um and my manager as well was able to message her as and when just maybe a picture of milo and like any updates and it it didn't have to go through sort of super formal channels and yeah you're right Sarah we do have a really um a really communicative sort of informal because I feel like we are lucky that everyone we work with gets on fairly well and has a nice friendly relationship so I think that makes it less of an issue um to to keep in touch and because it's not that oh do we have to book a book a time for a call and have a proper chat about work? It's just how have you been and oh, is there any gossip? I, I think so, so. Lucy and I both work on the on the same team, so we so we do have similar experiences. But just thinking about teams outside of ours, um, I can't necessarily speak for their experience. If if the same is with their manager in terms of of keeping touch, um, but one one thing I have seen over the past ten years is. As Lucy said, a lot of our colleagues are part of the furniture. We have a lot of long longevity, and we see a lot of people mature and grow. Um, you know, we see the different stages of life, from you know, young adults to the first partner buying the first home, having their first child, whatever it might be. And, and what I've seen is, as the as our kind of um, peers and colleagues have have grown, we've we've grown also to support that so we've got an incredible HR team which has grown hugely over the past 10 years from from I think it was one person when I started I, I think there might have been part HR part receptionist if yeah. I remember rightly um to having you know a full kind of global HR team which do phenomenal work around um, diversity and inclusivity maternity packages paternity packages have changed so drastically over the past 10 years as well so i think for for my colleagues who even if they don't necessarily have a, a, a similar experience or relationship that maybe lucy and i might within our team um that there is a fantastic hr team sitting behind them and i, I think that's crucially important as well for any organization of any size um just having someone who you can go to to understand what you're entitled to what your options are about returning or not returning yeah I, I think HR is is a crucial part of, of coming back to work that's so true actually because what you want is consistency you want everyone in the company in the organization to have the same positive experience regardless of who their manager is or who they work with in their team they should all have that positive experience that you're that you're wanting to promote so you mentioned that the changes with the maternity and paternity um, packages and stuff, you know, how, how does Stop Digital facilitate that kind of more inclusive environment for working parents? Um, I, sh I should have brushed, brushed up on our, on our policies before the call. So <laughs> these, these might not be 100 percent, but just thinking about some changes that I can think of in the, in the past few years, changes around um, um, adoption and fostering leave. Um, you know it's not a particularly nice topic but it's an important one bereavement leave as well um has been a big change within dot digital it's something that we take very seriously paternity leave as well has increased i think from 
I think it was one week to I think it's now four weeks over yeah. a course of, of um, I think it's the first six months. That might not be accurate, but I, I know it, it, it has increased um, quite significantly, which, which is something that really struck with me because my husband had um, two weeks paternity leave and then he took two weeks annual leave. So he had four weeks off with me. And I just at the time thought I, I couldn't imagine being left on my own after a week. <laughs> so I, I think as important maternity packages are, um, whether it's, you know, a supportive partner or paternity leave as such, whatever it might be, just having the option to have that additional support as well is is really important. I would agree. And I really think that paternity is something that to, to support working parents and, and to support equality, gender equality at work, it's so crucial because I, I agree completely with Rach. You know, I was really lucky that, again, it's weird to say I was lucky that we had my son in a pandemic, but my husband was at home. Um, my husband was at home for the first six months of Milo's life, which actually was amazing because we never thought he would get that time. So it was wonderful. But yeah, I, I do, I think that having more equality with what rights both parents have and both parents being able to take some time off with the baby, being able to get to bond with the baby, but also even when returning to work, you know, if, if you if you know that maybe your partner can take a couple of weeks off to help cover you while you fit back into work and you know you've not got that pressure, I think it's really important to view it from both sides. Um, because you know it it's sort of supporting working families not just supporting you know working mums going back to work because it is the whole family that it affects isn't it absolutely but I mean you because you touched on it earlier when you talked about returning to work with flexible working and I work four days I work 36 hours in four days and I, you know you, you work your, your four days etc but there's a stigma I think not necessarily specifically within the e-commerce industry, I think like generally in the workplace for men asking for flexible working, there's still a high percentage of men who will have their flexible working requests denied. And it actually goes back to the whole paternity pay and leave as well. If my husband hadn't taken those extra two weeks annual leave after I'd had an emergency C-section, had my son in special care for a week, I got an infection for a week, if he'd left for work <laughs> after all that, I I don't know how I would have coped. But it was almost like a special a special thing he had to do in order to do that. But you're right. You're, you're talking about equality. He's had a baby too. When when we we both decided to have children at the same time, it wasn't just up to me. It was a decision you make as a partnership. That stigma, I think, really needs to be addressed. And and more men have their flexible working requests accepted and actually ask for the ask for it as well I think I think I think something that needs to be considered now more than ever as well and, and what's quite often kind of presumed is that the, the male is the higher earner and you know yeah. as you know we've got three very successful women on this call um which is fantastic to see and that it's not always the case where the the, the man makes the most money um and, and that is a factor in who takes time off work as well, especially with the economy and inflation as it is. You know, that's a very real conversation of, of financially, who can we afford to take time off? And in those situations, again, it shouldn't be presumed that it's the man who should take time off, um, the woman, sorry, who should take time off. When in some cases it might naturally be more practical in terms of who can with workload, but it might make financial sense for the woman to stay in work as well. well that's such an interesting point, Rachel. I think I was having a conversation with a friend of mine literally yesterday that the fact that the majority of um, of women I know that are, that are parents and, and have a partner 
work are the ones that do the flexible working and I think as you've said you know we're three really you know worked hard with three successful women and I feel that none of our jobs are sort of I mean no job is an easy job but all of our jobs are stressful um you know we, we have to put the hours in but I feel that when you are the one who's got flexible working regardless of what you're doing that day regardless of what role you have regardless of how much pressure you are you, you are the default parent and the majority of women that I know are the phone number at nursery um you you know my husband's fantastic but I'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling you that I'm the one that packs my son's day bag every day I'm the one that does a packed lunch and it's just it, it happened when I was on maternity leave that, that was normal and now I work four days a week so I have I have the time to do that but some some weeks I don't think I have that much more time than my husband but I do think that majority of working women being the ones that take that flexible working because it is maybe a bit more taboo for men to do that can generally mean that you could be the breadwinner you could have this really stressful career monday to thursday nine till half five and let's face it most of the time we don't do a week where you start working at half five every day but then you, you still are that default parent and I, I do think that is a real challenge yeah i think you're right it, it, it's it's really quite interesting because when you were sort of touching on the, the finance element of it so you know the women the woman being the higher earner but you have to take sort of more time off because um you're carrying the child there's a real physical and emotional I don't want to say trauma although for some women it is change that happens during pregnancy and in childbirth so that has to be reflected in the time you take away from the workplace but for those of us that want to go back to work um we should be able to do that without this huge financial pressure to a certain extent where there's going to be a massive gap in our pensions <laughs> um, for doing so and that hasn't impacted my husband um and childcare costs going back to work after my second child um it wasn't for 5874 it was for my previous employer but regardless um i i we went back I went back to work at a loss because I wanted to go back to work for my mental health and for the fact that I was worried that if I didn't, my career would suffer, that having too much time out of the workplace, I wouldn't get a, a good enough job again. But I went back at a loss because it cost us about nearly £2,000 for two children full-time childcare. Yes, yeah, definitely. My um, so, so my little boy's been in nursery for full time for two and a half years since I went back and we've he's just got to the the age of three where we qualify for the free hours on the government and the the difference it makes is, is just incredible um I was counting down the the weeks and months you know I, I can't imagine how tough it is for people with with more than one child in nursery as well um but even even things like already I'm thinking about um school for next year so next september my little boy starts school and then there's the stress and this isn't specific to people in work but um holiday clubs and after school clubs and summer clubs what am i going to do during the the school holidays and thinking about well is my husband and i going to be able to take time off together in the summer holidays or are we going to have to have our annual leave separately just to cover the, the holidays and thinking about holiday clubs and the costs of that as well so there's just this constant worry of um, <laughs> trying to make it fit around your job which is part of being a parent of course but it's just ongoing changes and, and stresses really 
um, you just asked what you're going to do when it comes to summer holidays and half terms. I'll tell you what you're going to do, Rachel. You're going to drink quite a lot of wine and cry. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like a standard weekend in the summer, isn't it, to be fair? And I think my my son's um, quite a lot younger, so touch we're not not having to think about that just quite yet. But then there's still the, you know, I'm very lucky that I live near my my parents, my husband's great, and and I do have a lot of help. But there is always that, as Rachel said, you can only ask people to do so much, friends and family, and it's that, I'm in a meeting, but I've I've really got I've really got to leave the office now because I've I've really got to get back to pick my son up because nurse is going to close, or because my mum's doing me a favour. But I really don't want to take the Mickey because it, I I just it, it, there is always that pressure in the back of your head. I think of what about you know there might be traffic, or if I'm stuck in traffic for 45 minutes and then he's the last kid at nursery and it's closed, or there, there is there is always that pressure, isn't there? That we've got childcare and that's great. And I'm really lucky that the, the nursery my law goes to is now settled in. It took a while, not going to lie. I did. He was fine, I assume, when I left him at nursery. I did a, the majority of driving back to my, my house or the office crying for the first few months. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe he hates it so much. Um, he's settled in now. But there is always, even when you've got your baby in nursery, there's that pressure in the back of your head of, I've got to leave the office now. I, I, can't, I can't stay for five minutes and finish this, or I can't finish this meeting. I've got to go. And, and I find that difficult. I, was, I, I used to feel guilty because before before the pandemic, we we used to literally drop Harvey off as soon as the doors opened, and he was the last child to leave at one minute to six because it was it was that close in terms of getting into town, dropping him off, getting out and home again. Um, and there was even guilt with that because you're obviously your hours in the office at the time when it wasn't as flexible pre-pandemic um yeah he was he was the first kid dropped off and the last picked up pretty much every day <laughs> and even that was a, a bit of a, a guilty feeling yeah the, the juggle is definitely real I mean I wasn't I wasn't going to ask the question which was you both got really important careers how do you juggle parenthood because no no man get asked that question but I think um you're talking about sort of guilt or what became that hashtag which is mum guilt to a certain mm-hmm. extent and and because I do talk to my husband about it and he just sort of looks at me like I'm an idiot. Like, why do you care? Like what? And I think actually some of it comes from that fear of judgment. And I don't know whether that's specific to my, to me and my personality. Maybe I'm, you know, have these insecurities, but a lot of mums that I speak to from day one are just scared of being judged. They're judged for not breastfeeding. They're judged for, um, only breastfeeding they're judged for attachment parenting they're judged for going back to work too early they're judged for not going back to work at all and I don't feel like if it happens to the dads they don't seem to talk about it or it doesn't it certainly isn't hasn't been my experience so like I don't know about you how, what you guys feel like but I feel sometimes that pressure that we put ourselves under or that mum guilt comes from a fear of judgment I think it's massively internalized I think I'm the same, so I'll say to my husband, oh God, I feel so guilty. I've got to go to London for a night. I feel terrible. I've got to go for work. I can't get around it. And while I'm explaining myself about how I, I really need to go and it's really important, I wouldn't go if it wasn't important, he'll be like, you're fine. I'm going away for three nights next week. I've got I've got to go for work. And I feel like he'll then, he misses Miley, misses me, and he'll come back and it'll be lovely. But yeah, he... When I say I feel so guilty, I've got to do this. I feel so guilty, I'm going to be home late, or I feel so guilty, I'm going to the office two days this week. You know, I won't see Milo that much. He, yeah, he equally will look at me like, why though? You, you know, you're doing, you're doing what's best for him. 
you're doing you know we need him to see his mum going to work and having a career and both parents working hard you're doing the best thing to provide for him it's massively internalized I think because yeah I will rack myself guilty with every decision I think a lot of mums do but my husband will be like no we're, we're doing the best thing for him and it will and that will be I think unless he's internalizing it as well that'll be as guilty as he feels and the situation that it's the best for Milo we've got to do it you'll be fine and I'll still be sat there thinking but I feel so bad about it <laughs> I think there's the there's the guilt the other way as well. There's, there's the guilt towards my employer and my my colleagues and my team as well. So I remember when I put in my request to come back four days, um, and I think I, I was probably the first person that I can recall on our team who came back from maternity leave part time. Um, and I remember, you know, fully explaining how I can still manage and I'll still be able to do the job in four days and. You know, but if you ever need me on a Friday, I'll, I'll join a call. I'll join, you know, kind of justifying why I felt I should have four days. And I mean, I'm the first person to tell my team, please don't log on in the evening. Please don't log on on your annual leave. But I'm a sucker for doing it myself. And I catch myself on Friday sometimes because there's that guilt of, well, my team have only got a manager four days when the other team have got a manager five days. So there's that guilt towards them as well, where, you know, there's never any complaints. They completely understand and they, they're a fantastic team. But I, I feel obliged sometimes just to be available on my day off for them as well. It feels like we've both we've all had quite similar experiences, which haven't well, haven't been hugely traumatic or anything, but it just goes to show actually just having that what is a standard potentially standard experience is still really really hard but like what I'd be really interested to like get your insights on is like moving forward how do we as an industry create that a better environment for mums that want to return to work for parents that want to return to work what can businesses do to support women like us back into the workplace the first thing that I can think is is sort of encouraging peer networks of of a sort of a group or a network of other working parents within a company to to sort of join, be it you know an internal messaging channel, be it a call you can drop into. Because um, I know that when I'm having one of those days where I've dropped my off at nursery slightly earlier because I know I need to get some stuff done, and I'm feeling guilty, and then I know I've got a busy day. But I'm going to have to leave at. I'm going to have to leave bang on half five to to go and pick Milo up. And those days when you are just a bit consumed with guilt and a bit overwhelmed, the one thing that can really lighten my mood quite quickly is reaching out to you know certain people at work, Rach being one of them, or a few other sort of working parents that I know, to just say, oh, "I'm having I'm having one of those days. I'm having such a hard day," and I sometimes find that it can go from being one of those days it feels like an uphill struggle to to actually having a bit of a laugh having a five minute oh me too me too I'm having one of those days so I really do think having a more formal encouraging like a peer network could massively help because the one thing that I always notice doesn't matter who I talk to which other working parent I talk to in the company it I will think I'm beginning that call god they've always got it down they're always so on the ball they've got it nailed that smashing being a parent and being an employee 
and then we, we have a laugh and it always comes out that oh well this happened this morning to us and we've had this and we had a nightmare last week and I just think it helps to break down that barrier of thinking this only happening to me and I'm so stressed and you can have a laugh about it with someone in a shared experience and realize that actually this is it's such a shared experience across most working parents and not everybody's got it down and we're all here to support each other I, I think for me that that could be such a small thing that companies do but really helpful sort of day to day. I, I think um, the, the pandemic in a way helped because you know just by having video calls it allowed us a window into people's lives that maybe they might not have shared before you know we might not have known that you know we might have known they were a parent but you know I've, I've been on calls with some um, senior stakeholders at that digital um, and the first time they, they popped up on a video call, one in particular was sat in front of a, an entire wall, which was a mural of Fireman Sam. And it, it was just such a, a different conversation. It was such an icebreaker and what was quite a serious and important call. Um, so, so just that kind of window into people's lives, you know, if people are happy to share that, you know, have cameras on and whatnot. Um, I think that helps break down barriers as well. Um, but I think one thing that will help um, a much bigger you know wider issue is simply just seeing more women more um women in senior roles within within e-commerce and within tech in general you know having that kind of encouragement that you know people can do both you know you can work in a demanding um tech role um where your hours might not be nine to five they might be but just to see that people can do it and can do it successfully, um, which again is a, a much wider issue and not something that can be fixed overnight. But I just think, yes, seeing more more women, um, more parents in those senior roles, just to kind of see and prove that it can be done because you know we, we know it can. We, we've all seen it within ourselves, within our colleagues. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just help others as well. I think yeah, they're, that they're both really key. Um, suggestions really because that idea of a peer network that would be that would be so invaluable you know because in a way I think what I really struggle with is that I'm I'm almost too honest when it comes to parenting to the point where people think that I don't like being a mum <laughs> and I do I really, really love my children and I love being a mum I just don't find it easy I just don't think I should pretend <laughs> that it's easy and I'm quite happy to parent loudly, but also like what I'd love is to have, particularly men in senior roles, dads in senior roles, parenting that bit louder. You know, I mean, I know, for instance, we have um, senior men in at five eight, you know, who work flexible hours, who don't take a meeting on a particular day because they're they're going to take their child to gymnastics, or they're and they're very open about that. And I and I feel like if, if it's not just the women saying it. If it's the men too, then it creates that more kind of equal um, balance, I think, where it's about working parents, not just working mums. And then we're not constantly having to ask for <laughs> that, that you know, that, that more flexibility, as it were. But yeah, but your point as well, Rachel, about seeing more women in leadership. And I think flexible working would help with that, like better flexible working. Um, you know, the, the flexible that Anna Whitehouse, Mother Pucker is sort of spearheading you know that that's done a huge amount um for us um so thinking about dot digital specifically then what have because you mentioned that they've been putting through some initiatives and stuff what have what are they what do they do that you guys really enjoy from 
from a working parent perspective? So the flexible working, I think for me has been invaluable in terms of, it was a really easy process to go through. Um, HR were great, really supportive the whole time. And then, yeah, if, if there ever is a, you know, we have flexible working, but we all know kids don't really care about your contracted hours. So if there ever is a situation where I've really got to go, you know, I can't be in today, my hours poorly, or I'm working and I'm working from home, but I'm working from home with a little helper who might not be the most productive little helper in the world. Um, I feel that Dot Digital have been really helpful in handling that and have been really helpful and yeah, really flexible in sort of saying, well, my manager in particular, just get done what you can get done. You know, we get it, these things happen. Um, get it done as and when you can if you have to log off that's okay um so I, I, and i think that does really help on those days that you're having a nightmare thinking how am i going to get through the day because my little boy's poorly and there's nothing i can do and i've got these things i've got to get done it's great to not have any added pressure from an employer or a manager saying i actually need this done today it's great to have that that understanding so from my point of view i do feel that they've done that really successfully um and, and I know a couple of other working parents that, that I speak to at digital also feel that they do have those levels of being able to say, I've got to step away for a minute and it's not a big deal. It, it's okay. So yeah, I think in terms of one of the successes that, that they've really, they've done a good job there. I, I think a key part of it as well is, is as you said, is um, keeping it fair and consistent across people who may not, you know, you don't have to be on particularly friendly terms with your manager as much as it helps so you know it is important that everyone has has the same treatment and some things that i i'm really proud of at dot digital is we have um different groups and initiatives so we've got dot dei and we've got dot social who do a lot of work with charities and events um and we have dot well-being as well so there are different initiatives available so i know one of the things is just a bit of a financial say reward but um you, we have a baby bonus so when you're having a baby they they give you a kind of cash um reward to to spend i think i put it towards a pram um which are ridiculously expensive not something i was aware of <laughs> um so so financial help just as a, a kind of initiative and a treat to go towards some baby goods um and as part of the the dot well-being initiative um everyone at dot digital gets an annual allowance for a well-being reward and that can be anything from a gym membership to purchasing um i think somebody purchased some tap shoes um i recently spent mine on um, a treat well voucher um you know other companies are obviously um available but that's what i did with mine and you know for, for throughout the year it was just oh I'm, I'm going out for a meal tonight so i'll go and get a, a wash and a, a blow dry on the company or i'll go and get my nails done um and just little things like that to take some you know take some time mental health at dot digital is extremely important and something we we talk about a lot um we recently actually launched or shared a video, um, I don't know if you've seen it, around um, men and mental health, which is just with the gentleman at Dot Digital talking about their own experience. So that is something we take very seriously. Um, but yeah, just having a well-being reward, just to be able to take some time, you know, away from your husband, away from your kid, just to get your hair washed by someone else is, is bliss. So it's, yeah, it's really, really nice incentive. That sounds brilliant. That sounds really good. So what piece of advice would you give to a new mum 
who is just starting her career or is in the middle of her career or any part of her career. A woman who wants to be a parent and be a career woman at the same time, what piece of advice would you give her? No one's got it down. I think give yourself a break, don't be so hard on yourself. Everyone's struggling, everyone's got those same those same issues of, oh my God, I've had no sleep, how am I gonna be able to really give all the most intelligent input? Or, you know, if you have taken some time out of work, I know that when I came back from maternity leave, I'm the same to Rach at the time, I can do it, but I'm just a lot slower. Like things just take me longer, things that I used to just do, just it felt like things are taking me like so much longer to accomplish. It's just about giving yourself a break. I think, I truly don't think that anyone can do it all. I don't think it's a thing having it all with no struggle. I think if you you occasionally have those days where you think, oh my God, I'm absolutely smashing this. And then the next day you put your car keys in the microwave or you put your car keys in the fridge or you send your son to nursery in a completely mismatched outfit or you, you forget something pivotal out of the, the nursery bag. I don't think anyone can all the 100% of the time do it all. So it's just realising that, give yourself a break, you'll get there um, just one step at a time. And it doesn't matter what people look like on the, the surface, they're not smashing it. There will be something that they will also be kicking themselves thinking, I can't believe I forgot that today. I, I turned up to work last week on time, got myself a coffee, and for no apparent reason, poured orange squash into my cappuccino. <laughs> just, just an absolute moment of madness. A bad night's sleep. Thought I was bossing the day, and just thought I'd put a cordial in a, in a cappuccino. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Lucy. I think it's all about, you know, in, in an ideal world, everybody would have a supportive company behind them uh, you know a great HR package and supporting managers you know that that's not always the case unfortunately um so I, I think just to anyone just try and not be too harsh on yourself you know um motherhood brings its challenges and parenthood you know is a constant change of stages and new challenges and experiences and this is just another one this this is another teething or another weaning and you know you, you will find your feet um you will get through it and you'll very quickly learn that coming to work is the easier of your two jobs yourself so, no matter how stressful that's the easier one <laughs> it's been really lovely talking to you guys i mean there is so much we could talk about when it comes to motherhood and working um and I think like we've touched on the financial challenges, the emotional challenges. And and like I said, it feels like we had on the surface what were quite simple um, experiences in a way. I mean, not without their challenges, of course, and not without the really, really hard times. I mean, in particular, like the first year after my second was born was really difficult. But um, there are so many different topics we could talk about within this. And I'd actually be really interested to have this almost same conversation with two working dads, because I'd love to know if they have the same insecurities or if they've had the same conversations with their peers and, and people, like, you know, and their managers, et cetera, and feel like they're offered the same flexibility, I guess. Um, I think that would be really interesting for me, but anyway well thank you both so much for joining me and giving up your evening um it's been a real pleasure talking to you and yeah thank you very much oh thank you thanks for having us
Oh, thank you so much to Lucy and Rachel for giving up their evening to chat to me. It was great to be able to speak openly and without fear of any judgment whatsoever. And thank you to the team at 5874 Commerce for helping me again to pull this podcast together and for genuinely being the best team in the world. And a huge thank you to our fabulous partners, Big Commerce, who sponsored the Women's Domain campaign. We couldn't do it without you. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the love by liking or rating it um, and make sure you never miss out on an episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google or wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.